Welcome to the CND podcast in association with Activists. Activists are proud to have been manufacturing in the UK for over 175 years. Hello and welcome to the second of CND's monthly podcasts. I'm Deputy Features Editor Beth Kennedy and today I'll be covering the upcoming registration exam. It's now just over two months until the thousands of pre-registered trainees will take the summer sitting of the exam on the 30th of June. Understandably, the pre-registered exam is never far from students' minds during their pre-registration year. This year's trainees would be forgiven for feeling, for feeling particularly nervous, given that they will be the first wave of students to sit the GPHC's new look exam. So, with so little time left for extra cramming ahead of the exam, how were pre-registers feeling? I caught up with pre-registration student Zohib Sheikh to find out how he's coping. Um, so, uh, Zohib, the exam is drawing ever closer, the dreaded pre-reg exam. It is. So, how are you feeling at this point in the year? Scared, nervous, anxious, worried. I guess pretty much how any other pre-reg in the country is feeling at the moment, to be honest. And how does that compare with how you were feeling about it at the beginning of the year? To be honest, it hit home when I got an, a, an email from the RPS on track sort of training thing. And they said, oh, register now 90 days to your pre-reg exam. And that's kind of when it hit home. To be honest, at the beginning of the year, I was relaxed. I was like, yeah, I've got it in the bag. But as the days get closer, it's kind of like starting to get a bit worried. Okay, and how, how much revision are you doing at the moment? To be honest, it's hard getting revision in because I work during the week and I get home late. But I'm trying to get weekends in now, like generally. But I'll tell you, any pre-reg will know this. Reading the BNF is hard. Quite it's dense. so hard, yeah. So I'm trying to like use guides that my training provider's given me to break it down and sort of pick out the high risk drugs and the like large areas that are like really important to the exam. So you think that's going to be something that's going to come up probably? Yeah, high risk drugs definitely. There's, okay. there's like GPHC framework, which they basically specify which sections are weighted the heaviest. So I'm focusing more on those as opposed to the little ones. But obviously, every mark sort of counts. So have you been keeping in touch? I know the GPHC's got quite a lot of materials on their yeah. website. Have you been kind of making sure that you're really up to scratch on those and you know exactly what's on there? I'll be honest, I don't really have the time. Yeah. But a good helper was the, the webinar they did, the pre-reg one, that sort of like, you know, made it obvious as to what like the, f- the format of the exam was. Prior to that, I was a little bit unsure, but sort of know like what to expect now. Not question-wise, but like the format and stuff to expect. So do you kind of know, do you have a game plan for when you're going to go in and... No, just no, know? it's just one of them ones. I never have a game plan. It's just, I've got to go in and just hope for the best, really. Just prepare as okay. best I can. And, you know, you've, you've obviously got some support from your tutor here as yeah. well. How, yeah. how has that helped you? Yeah, it's great. I mean, my tutor's newly, like, not newly qualified, but he's only qualified around, I think, four, four or five years ago now. So he's quite fresh with the knowledge as well. And he even had some stuff that he was giving me from his pre-reg exam. So it kind of helps out, even though it's not the same exam. But, you know, you can pick up little bits here and there. And in terms of, I know that sometimes the GPHC have got, like, practice questions and things like that on their yeah. website as well. Have you been using those at all? Or? To be honest, their sample questions aren't great. Um, so I, I feel, personally, I feel the GPHC could have done more to prepare us for the exam. You know, release a full sample paper so people know what type of question to expect, what to expect, etc. At the moment, it's a guessing game. Even the training providers... No one's kind of releasing their training papers, their mock papers, because no one knows what to expect. So it's a bit bit funny at the moment. Well, this is it, because it's a new-look exam this year, isn't it? Yeah. And you're the first tranche of students who's going to be sitting it. So yeah. how does that make you feel? Mm, I don't know, really. I don't, honestly don't know. It's just kind of worrying that there's nothing to go by. Whereas even at uni, when I did exams, it was like past papers to go by, you know, 
things that would give you an idea of what to expect in the exam. But with this exam, I've got no idea. I'm just trying to prepare myself as best I can. Mm. And you said that you, you did, you have been working with a, a training provider. Yeah. Is that something that you found helpful throughout the year, do you think? Definitely, definitely. And they've got a mock exam coming up. I've got one tomorrow, actually, a mock exam. So it will kind of, you know, let me know what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what I need to work on going forwards, because I know there's not a lot of time left now. So it will kind of, you know. And do you have any tips for how to really get down, get your head down and get that revision done? Start early. Okay. Don't leave it late like me. I only tried starting to, like, starting to read the BNF in March. Um, so far, it's not been going great because it is so tedious. There's like so many long words. I'm spending half the time looking in like medical dictionary, like trying to find out what particular words mean. So definitely start early and try and break it down. Don't just like try and read the BNF. Use guides, high-risk drug guides, you know, things like that. Have you been... Um have you been sort of fitting revision in when you can in lunch breaks and stuff? This is something I've heard from other pre -regions. Yeah, I've been like trying to read the BNF where I can. And also when I'm doing trays, if I come across a drug I don't know, I'll like read the patient information leaflet. So it'll tell me what the drug does, any side effects, etc. Has that been useful? Definitely. Okay, so that's just been something you've been doing over it's the years. It's a good year. way of learning the drugs. Okay, yeah. okay. And as well, I know that um, I think that the point of this revamped exam is to really kind of reflect that things in pharmacy are changing it's very sort of practical so do you yeah. feel that all the practical skills that you picked up over your pre-reg year are really going to help with that mm, i'll be honest to be honest i feel in community we're not exposed to that level of like clinic dealing with clinical stuff whereas in hospital it's different so i don't know i'm i'm thinking that the exam's more biased towards hospital pre-reg students you know they're going to perform better on it because we're just <laughs> not exposed to that scenario even though people will say you should like expose yourself to that scenario you know it's hard because you get the same it's just repeat repeat prescriptions all the time it's not like people are coming in with weird and wonderful queries and do you get the impression from friends that you've got who've also done their pre-reg are they kind of feeling similar to you or yeah everyone pretty much feels the same everyone's really worried okay. even my friends in hospital they're like really worried as well so it's it's pretty much i, I guess it's natural i also spoke to noma al ahmad managing director of trading provider pro Pharmas, for her tips on how to get the most out of your revision and how to ace the pre-reg exam um, so, you know, what, what should trainees be doing at this point in the year to prepare themselves for the exam? Well, um, we believe that the learning journey for a pre-rest trainee starts much earlier on in the year and trainees should now be familiar with the content of the GPHC framework and I would hope that they've had a chance, um, an opportunity to have received some form of training that guides them through the content of the GPHC framework as well as supports them in applying their learning and practice. But as you mentioned, at this point of the year, as we get closer to the exam, with about only two months to go uh, to the June exam, trainees should be focusing on making sure they're prepared um, with all the tools they need to study. Uh, most trainees will also probably take off at least two to three weeks before the exam to prepare. So firstly, two things they can do is um, they should by now have a clear set of notes or revision materials to use to cover all parts of the GPHC framework. These could be notes that they've received throughout the year from a training provider, or they could be notes that they've created themselves to study from. Secondly, they can be organizing themselves with a nice, clear revision timetable that fits in with their work schedules. So as you know, trainees work in different environments. They all have different hours of working. So it's important that the revision timetable suits their way of learning. And the reason why this is important is because uh, from what I've seen is that trainees learn in different ways. So you have some trainees who just read and learn. Um, some like to, you know, are more visual, like to create their own notes and, on key drugs and, 
you know, color them in and learn from them. Um, others actually do what we're doing right now, which is record podcasts and use them on their journey to work, for example, okay. on the way back home. So all these tools are really helpful. Um, but having um, a revision timetable in place to make sure they've tackled all the areas of the syllabus um, is, is quite important at this stage. Okay, I mean, that moves on quite nicely to um, how much revision per day you think trainees should be doing. I mean, I know you said that everyone is different, so is that something that trainees should take into account? Yes, definitely. Um, and in terms of uh, what we've been hearing from trainees, so the struggle is that because they're working, um, all day in the pharmacy when they get back home in the evening they do express that they find it very hard to focus and study especially if they're tired or if they're working um, long hours um, and what we tell trainees at the start of the year is to try to adapt to learning at work so firstly make uh, the most of any protected study time you get uh, whatever you're getting some trainees get one hour a day some get you know maybe an evening off during the week to study in whatever it is that you get make the most of that time and then whilst at work, make the most of learning opportunities. So um, the GPHC framework specifies a lot of the key drugs that they dispense every single day in the pharmacy. And just learning from prescriptions, from interacting with patients, um, and from their tutors and other healthcare professionals, that also is a, is a huge sort of a learning area for the exam. Okay, so just learn by doing, basically. Take advantage of all the practical experience that the pre-OGA can give you. Yeah, so that's the kind of study study you do at work. Mm. But if they get home on an evening after work, at this stage, I think, with two months of the exam, it's nice to fit in at least two hours um, every evening okay. um, for focus studying and perhaps doing some exam questions. So as a training provider, how do you prepare your trainees for the exam? So we've used the GPAC framework to really um, focus um, the learning uh, for trainees and provide them with the tools they need uh, to study those topics. So for example, we've provided them with a high-risk high risk drugs guide, um, a BNF summary guide, just to allow them to focus their learning. But when it comes to preparing our mock exam, again, we've used the information released by the GPHC um, and the criteria that they've said that they will um, set their um, exams on. So, for example, 20% of the paper will cover paediatrics, um, at least 25% um, of the paper will require the use of resources. Um, and, and just to fit in with the criteria of where the high-weighting topics are. Um, and we've really tried to challenge our trainees. So even though that, you know, our mock exam might not be the same as the GPHC exam, at least trainees are challenged with the types of exam questions they need to see to be able to prepare on all the areas of the um, framework. Um, and, a, and a great learning point for trainees where, where they feel that they'll gain the most learning is by looking at exam questions. Um, and even if they get them wrong, the whole point of pre preparing with exam questions is that they go back to this question and learn the topic that they made a mistake on. So trainees can keep a log of those questions that they found wrong um, and use them for revision when it comes close to the exam. They'll have a nice bank of questions, uh, maybe the more difficult ones. Um, so they're more prepared for the exam. We've been speaking about how much revision to do, but I know that lots of people find it very difficult to concentrate. You know, you were saying that it's really hard when people get back from work. So do you have any tips about how you can knuckle down? Well, um, this year the GPHC have been very helpful in releasing um, the framework, which um, clarifies um, where the weighting uh, of the exam questions will be. So they've listed some key therapeutic areas that trainees should focus on that have high weighting. So I would say start with those, make sure you know your key therapeutic areas, 
take a look at the national guidelines uh, for managing those conditions, so diagnosis as well as management, um, and then move on from there to looking at the high-risk drugs. So the GPHC again have been very clear to state that there will be at least one question on each of those high-risk drugs. Mm -hmm. So things like the Ophelin, uh, make sure you know that inside-out interactions, um, uh, when you should refer a patient, um, and, and look at drugs with key therapeutic drug monitoring, um, look at drugs like methotrexate. Again, it would really help to have a nice set of revision notes for those. Um, and then when you finish that, then you can start doing sort of looking at the other areas of the syllabus and practicing exam style questions. Um, another tip maybe would be whilst you're in the pharmacy, um, you know, tutors can help uh, by giving their trainees the opportunity to look at um, different prescriptions which they feel are interesting because the new style exam will be um, more scenario-based and require more application of knowledge um, and therefore it's more patient-centered so you're more likely to see questions about a patient uh, receiving a number of medications where you would have to identify you know what's wrong with that uh, prescription or that um, that question. Okay so just make the most of your cheetah as well. Um, yeah exactly so every opportunity to learn um, you know it's not just about sitting down reading the BNF and that's what a lot of trainees seem to think because that this year, this year there is no BNF, they feel that they need to learn um, a lot of the content from the BNF, and that's not really what they need to do. Um, we have been talking as well about this new look um, format, and you've spoken a little bit about that so far, some things to look out for. Um, is there anything else that you think that, um, that trainees should really be getting their heads around in terms of changes to this exam? So firstly, the first part of the exam, which is the... Um, calculations part, uh, pharmaceutical calculations, there will be 40 questions on that. So it's a lot more intensive. Mm -hmm. um, previously, there were only 20 calculations in the exam. Um, so expect to see all the different types of calculations in the exam. And secondly, it's not MCQ. You have to work out the answer and put the answer in, um, in the space provided. Mm -hmm. um, you also have to be really careful about the decimal places uh, from marking um, our, our mock exams for our trainees. Uh, we found that a lot of them still make minor errors where they're not putting in the answers correctly. And even though they've worked out the answer correctly, they can lose marks on that. So definitely practice all the different types of calculations. Um, you, are, you do have to take a calculator to the exam, so make sure you have one with you. You will not be provided with a calculator on the day. Um, so that's the first part, but it's pretty straightforward. Um, again, the GPHC have been very clear in releasing um, the format of the answer sheet and for every question, the units will be provided. So it's up to the trainee just to work it out and put the answer in the um, answer box. For PAPE 2, um, this is where the major difference is, which is there will be no BNFs. Mm. But the GPHC have specified a list of resources that may appear in the second part of the exam. So things like SPCs, uh, patient information leaflets, drug charts, the more familiar that trainees can get with those, the easier they will find it to use the resources. And I think that was uh, from feedback from our trainees, that was the main concern they had. And that's why we're focusing on giving them a lot more practice on the resource style questions where they will get um, to use those efficiently. Because in the exam, under pressure, you can, you can easily sort of get flustered by using um, a resource booklet as well as looking at the paper. So just getting used to the format of those would really help them for the exam. So you mentioned um, a little bit about this before but what are some other topics that you think that trainees should really be paying close attention to at the moment? 
So advice I would give trainees is to make sure they're up to date with um, new requirements and guidelines. So for example, guidelines to do with law and ethics, um, controlled drugs, any MHRA uh, drug safety updates. Uh, sometimes the GPHC do bring those up, especially because they're uh, new requirements. What has the general mood um, about the exam been like amongst those that you come into contact with? You know, they're quite nervous about it. So this year, there's no doubt that trainees are more concerned about the new format of the exam, um, and it's understandable, uh, as no one can give feedback of, of a previous sitting. Um, but it's important that trainees remain focused on the actual content. Um, the, the new style exam will demand a greater need for a sort of application of knowledge. So as we've mentioned earlier with the types of exam questions, the patient scenarios, uh, patient-centered questions, um, so they should be looking more at those scenarios to be able to see whether they can make a judgment. And then you have the single best answer questions where you may have uh, two responses that are quite close but you're expected to choose the answer that's most correct. Um, so these are slightly tricky. And then you have the um, extended matching questions where you have a set of options uh, with a couple of scenarios underneath to choose the right option for them. It's not easy to knuckle down for a couple of hours of revision after a long day of work. But the message from Zohib and Noma seems to be that it's really important to squeeze every learning opportunity you can from your training year. Good luck to everyone sitting the exam and thanks for listening.